Hello and welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. I'm your host, Laurence, and today I want to share something that I shared on social media and dive deeper into because I know that there is a lot of information out there and I have a lot of things to say about women's health and different approaches and trends and recommendations out there. So I want to dive deeper into this topic around certain trends and even recommendations and biohacking and tools and diets and all these kinds of things that a lot of us think are really good or I should get on this or the benefits seem to be you know, for everyone. And today I'm taking an approach that is basically for women who are cycling. So meaning you're of reproductive age and you have hormonal imbalances. And so this is a lot of people who come into my world, of course. So let's dive into it. So before I get started, I want to have a little caveat that This is always in regards to my experience, my research, my working with clients, my own experience with my health. Um, And so of course, always look at bio-individuality. Everyone is different, but this is my take. And there's always so much context around, well, you know, one thing may be good for one person, but not so good for another person. But today I wanna talk about certain things that might not be so good if you are struggling with hormonal imbalances. So the first one is whole body cold plunges. So this is very trendy, especially now. Uh, It looks like everyone's, you know, taking photos on Instagram and they're plunging either in the ocean, the river, at home. And this is something that I have done before. I like doing this in the summer. It feels so amazing. I've done cold showers, things like that. And yes, they can be very, very therapeutic, a hundred percent. But this is where I don't recommend them. If you're already in a state of chronic stress, which is the case for most women dealing with hormonal imbalances, if you have hormonal imbalances, it's safe to say you are affected by stress. Like stress is the number one thing I see. And for most of us, it is the reality of our day-to-day life that we are just constantly under stress. And if you are dealing with any sort of uh, hormonal imbalance, PCOS, PMS, reproductive issues, this is also something I would not recommend, especially when it comes to like in the fall or winter, you know, in the, in the cold months, this is even more important because this is when we really want to follow the seasons. And so this is not the time to add more cold, especially when it comes to the female body. And we're going to talk more about that. So this just triggers more cortisol by releasing adrenaline. And this can drain your sex hormones because when we have cortisol, especially when it's like chronically being secreted, this takes our attention towards threat. So, okay. Cortisol means stress. The body is focusing on, there is a threat. It doesn't know if it's a tiger, another human, 
if it's, you know, your boss, um, it could be even stressors don't have to just be emotional. They can be physical, like cold, but cold plunges. They can be things like blood sugar imbalances, um, eating too much sugar, having too much caffeine, all of these things are stressors. And so when we have the body focusing on pumping out cortisol, it's not focused on the other things going on in the body, including our sex hormones and the production of them. And this can definitely, especially impact progesterone, um, which is very sensitive to cortisol production and the body will prioritize that. It's not gonna prioritize ovulation and progesterone. And this is where we can have really uncomfortable periods and PMS and issues with ovulation and reproduction and mood and energy and all of these things because progesterone is a really important hormone and we do need to make enough after ovulation. So what happens here is we might just be adding another stressor to an already dysregulated system. And another thing I want to mention is according to traditional Chinese medicine, keeping the womb warm is believed to reduce stagnation in the body and support hormonal and reproductive health. So too much cold can actually result in a yang deficiency, and this can result in a depletion of the chi energy in our body, which is really important for all of our organ organs to work optimally and for homeostasis and hormonal balance. So this is where, for me, I don't recommend it, especially during the winter time, even more so um, if you are dealing with any of these sorts of issues. So while everyone is cold plunging during these cold temperatures, you might be pressuring yourself like, oh, maybe I should do it since everyone's doing it. You don't have to. You might want to skip it. You might want to stay warm and cozy instead. And keep even keep those for like the summertime when yeah I want to go for a dip in the river in the ocean like this is a way better time to do it if that's something that you like to do but by all means it's not mandatory so I think it's really important that we take a step back from things that are trending even if they're healthy or biohacking or you know shown to be therapeutic we still need to take bio-individuality into context and um, honor our, body, our bodies as well. The next one I will talk about is ice cold smoothies. So this is also following the same sort of principles of TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, where ice cold foods and drinks can promote dampness and stagnation and sluggishness in the body, which can increase inflammation. And this can impacts so many different areas of our life, including sluggish digestion, uh, also impacting our metabolism. This can impact our hormones in general, um, our PMS, like making more of promoting like cramping, things like that, mood, energy. So this is where I always recommend like try to stay away as much as possible from ice cold foods and drinks. This is actually one of the worst things you can do for digestion. This is why I recommend drinking like room temperature water instead of ice water as well, because this can affect your digestion and promote dampness. So this is especially, again, important in the wintertime. In the wintertime, 
we are naturally inclined towards more comforting foods and warming foods. And we need to follow that inclination because our bodies know. And this is a time where we want more of those root vegetables and grounding foods and warm foods and nourishing foods. And it makes sense because it's cold outside. Like our bodies need that nourishment. And again, for women, for cycling women, it's even more important. So some people are like, oh, but I love smoothies. That's how I get all of my, like a lot of the nutrients in. And I don't know if like, it's so convenient. And I don't know if I can just cut it out. And this is not about cutting out smoothies either. I still have smoothie bowls at times and smoothies. And what I do is I use room temperature fruits. So I don't use frozen fruits and that's pretty much it. So <laughs> I don't use ice cubes. I don't use frozen fruit. Sometimes I do use frozen fruit, but then I will leave it on the counter overnight defrosting. And in the morning I have berries or whatever. So there is still a way around it if you still want to have smoothies, but, but really try to avoid the icy foods and drinks. The next one is HIT. So HIT workouts were definitely a craze when um, we were in the phase of sort of like CrossFit and everything. And I remember when I used to do my classes on a regular basis and cardio and just pushing me, pushing myself to so far. And while HIT has been shown to have many, many benefits in terms of um, metabolic health and cardio and everything, um, even for PCOS, it's really important to have discernment when it comes to exercise. Because this is what I see a lot where we are pushing ourselves so hard. We're doing cardio, cardio multiple times a week. We're going to CrossFit. We're doing HIT. We're, we're you know, lifting weights. And it's from this energy of like, I need to lose weight. I need to build muscle. I need to fix my PCOS. I need to heal my hormones. I need to look fit. I need to whatever. And I think it's also, again, a lot of these things that I'm talking about are coming from a masculine dominant approach to health where for men, yeah, that could actually work fine. But for cycling women, again, I will keep repeating this. <laughs> We are not the same. We're not built the same. Studies are mainly done on men and postmenopausal women, and we just do not have the same makeup and chemistry. We have a completely different, we have an additional rhythm that we have and called, called the infradian rhythm. And so this is basically meaning that our hormones are different throughout the month. And we don't have this like day-to-day -day same cycle of our hormones. So that being said, hit is great, but we really want to have boundaries with it. Basically when it's practiced too much or when you're already stressed to the max or during the second half of your cycle, this can actually worsen PMS symptoms and overall hormonal balance. This can, you know, put you on the road to burnout and endocrine issues. And this is because we are again, activating our cortisol. And draining our sex hormones. And this is what I see a lot with women when they come to me is we actually work on doing less because they're probably having a job and a social life and relationships, maybe a family. Um, maybe they're stressed about finances. They're also maybe building a business or they're doing a bunch of activities and they're also learning a bunch of things. And 
let's just add on the 20 billion other things that we have that are that's taking our attention and then they're adding the hit workouts and the cardio and the billion the 17 morning routine ritual and all of these things and it's just like your body has no space there's no spaciousness there's just achievement achievement accomplishment productivity go 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 activate cortisol and this can just lead to again burnout but then also depletion hormonal imbalances again we are focusing on cortisol so the rest of the body is not going to focus on healing reproduction all those sorts of things and so when you are under chronic stress it's literally impossible to balance your hormones same thing when it goes to like when you have blood sugar imbalances literally impossible like we need to focus on these and oftentimes these are two of the big missing pieces that i see when women come to work with me so yeah it can be healthy but if you're adding it on top of already a full bucket of so many things and you're already overwhelmed and you're stressed and it's definitely not going to help you so this is where we need discernment for me what i recommend is first of all noticing how do i feel if you feel depleted exhausted you literally do not want to do this exercise at all then you probably need to like let it go for a bit or find something else and really change your relationship with exercise too because this is something that i fell into i was doing all the workout classes hit crossfit all these things and i start to like drag my feet there like i was like i literally don't want to be here and now i don't do them i literally sometimes do like youtube hit workouts i do all my workouts at home i do exercise outside i'll sometimes go to classes but if it's something that i have to drag myself to and i don't actually enjoy somewhat or like at least I want to feel better at the end. Like whenever I work out now, a lot of the time, yes, I need to, you know, willpower my way, even though I don't really willpower power my way anymore because it's so automatic. Like I just have a routine of exercise five days a week, like workouts. So it's literally very hard for me to not do it because I know how I feel when I don't do it. I feel better when I do exercise. So we really want to first take into consideration how do you feel after them? You do not want to feel depleted, drained, burnt out, exhausted. Um, and then you also want to look at, well, what is, how am I feeling? Like, am I under a lot of stress? Like for the most part, the answer is yes. So we really want to tone it down. So we want to create boundaries. So limiting how often you, you do hit workouts, maybe once or twice a week avoiding it during the second half of your cycle especially during your period is something that i would recommend so that you can start to decrease those cortisol levels still in include movement but have movement that actually can regulate your stress levels and bring the stress down because that is so important some things that can really be helpful for that is walking yoga pilates those are some things that come to mind that are more um, like slower movement, still good for your body. You're still getting the movement, but then you're also helping activate um, the parasympathetic in certain cases like yoga and walking and bringing down those stress levels. 
so that I think that's really important. The other thing I want to say is, um, yeah, when you are looking at syncing your workouts to your cycle, I go deeper into this inside of my PCOS course and my program, but this as well, like you'll become more intuitive with, oh, like in the second of my cycle, I'm kind of like lower energy. I don't want to tone it down. And so it's really important to listen to our bodies when they have that like natural inclination to slow down especially if you've been pressing on the gas for so long and your body is pushing on the brakes, but you feel like you are trying to override it or you're like, I don't understand why my body's so tired and shouldn't feel this way. I got to force it to do this hit workout. You need to listen to your body. This is really important because your body knows. And I think we've kind of gotten into this uh, mentality of like, I'm so lazy. I didn't do like cardio or whatever. And we kind of like guilt trip ourselves and we shame ourselves, but it's really important that we are aware of this. First of all, that we're not meant to do these types of workouts all the time. And it's actually not good for our bodies and that our bodies do know best. So it's important to listen to them. And if your body literally needs to rest today or go for a walk instead, that is correct for you. And so it's giving yourself permission to listen to what your body is telling you. So that's my rant about hits. Again, none of these things are bad, quote unquote, but there are caveats to them and context, of course. And these are things that if you are going through, you know, your healing journey and you're trying to reduce hormonal balances and battling symptoms of like PMS, PCOS, um, anxiety, digestive issues, then these are all things that I would recommend because essentially when you are doing these whole full body cold punches, eating ice cold drinks and foods and practicing really intense workouts and overdoing the cardio, this is just adding more stress to the body and the body can't heal in a state of perpetual stress. These things are great for some people, but not for cycling females who are experiencing hormonal imbalances, like I said. So adding more stuff, even if it's like biohacking wellness trends, is not the answer. I think it can be really, um, it can be really like enticing to add more things that you see like, oh, that supplement. Oh, I'll do that routine. Oh, I'll do that thing. But then we're literally not listening to our bodies. We're not addressing the foundations to health. We're not addressing the root causes of like why our symptoms are there. And then we wonder why nothing's really changing or we maybe we even feel worse. And Again, it's because we are perpetuating a state of dysregulation and we're not listening to our bodies. We're not taking into consideration the female physiology and the endocrine system, which is really essential if you want to heal and feel better. And this is why I take a holistic approach that looks at the physical wellness through the eyes of the female body, but then also what is going on on a deeper level. And so this is why I combine strategy using a blend of Western and Eastern medicine with the energetics and subconscious rewiring, because we have the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies, and they all affect one another. And so I'm going to talk about this in future episodes, but essentially when we do have imbalances going on in our subconscious mind, like we have contradicting limiting beliefs and we have contradicting like 
identities that are not actually who we really are and what we really want to believe. And they're based in scarcity and lack and limitation. And when we're holding on to like unprocessed emotions, it's literally trauma that is in our body. It's low vibrational energy. And that does affect our organs and our physical tissues. And so all of this does affect how we feel, how we see the world, what we attract, what symptoms we have, whether our organs are all working well, like all of these things play a part. And so this is why my program, Fem Harmony, combines a bio-individual approach to you and a five-step process. So we look at whole body nourishment for the feminine. So I take the guesswork out for you by providing you with a strategy piece. So you don't need to keep Googling and throwing spaghetti on the wall. I've done the research, so you don't have to. And together we go beyond just food, even though that's a big part of it. But we look at a holistic approach that recognizes the unique needs of the female body while also looking at creating inner safety. And this is a big piece with nervous system regulation so we can bring that cortisol down so you can feel more at peace in your body, live life from a more calm and grounded place. No matter what comes your way, you know, even when you're triggered, working through that. So you're not in this constant reactivity and actually experience more joy and bliss because you're no longer constantly living in this anxious mind and in this state of dysregulation, which also will impact the whole body. Again, as I said, when we're dysregulated, we're in a stressed state, our body is focused on the threat. It's not focused on healing. So if we want to heal really anything, we need to be able to be in a parasympathetic state most of the time, but most of us are living in a state of dysregulation the majority of our day-to-day. We look at cyclical living. So again, looking at our female cycle, how do we become more in tune with it? How do we understand our needs so that we can shift how we're living according to what's happening with our cycle? And this isn't about limiting us. This is about really strengthening our intuition with our body. But then also like when we do this, when we live more in sync with our cyclical rhythms and what's going on, like what phase you're in, whether you're in follicular, luteal, ovulation, menstrual, you actually, it's almost like a superpower. Like you are going to feel better throughout the month and at each stage and leverage what each stage can really give you. Cause sometimes you're more intuitive or you're more like in this reflecting energy, other times you're more social. And so then we can like leverage that energy and this will definitely show up in your cycles as well, um, which will be, you know, less PMS and all that kind of thing. We look at rewiring your subconscious mind. So that's step five of four, sorry. So you can create new neural pathways that support where you're wanting to go and promote body healing on a cellular level because your subconscious holds your blueprint to vibrant health and it literally communicates with every cell of the body. And so this is where we we are holding on to, again, unprocessed emotions, trauma, limiting beliefs, identities that we created usually between the age of zero to seven, zero to 12, the range sort of differs a little bit. And we're still holding on to inside of our subconscious mind. So this is where we get to rewire those pathways so we can create new stories about ourselves and our health and all of these things that actually support us and our healing 
instead of limiting us because we created these to protect ourselves, but we're no longer that little version of us. We want to expand. Like we want, we want to choose differently. And these are often stories that have been picked up, whether it's about money or health or your body or the feminine or whatever it is that we picked up from parents or caretakers, teachers, society. And a lot of it is just based in scarcity that we, that we learned. And so it's not actually the actual truth. And it's not the truth that we want to bring with us forward or pass down to our kids. So this is where we get to reprogram that using different modalities like NLP, EFT, hypnosis, et cetera. The last step is healing your relationship with the feminine. We talk about the feminine masculine energies, of course, more in the program. And I've spoken about it before on the podcast, but when we're rejecting our feminine, and this is an energy that's in each of us, but more um, predominantly in females for the most part, it only keeps us stuck in hormonal chaos, exhaustion and controlling energy. Like it literally shows up in every area of our life. And so this is where we get to learn how to lean into that feminine because the feminine is in the receiving, it's the surrender energy, it's the flow. And the masculine is like the doing. And so when we get into this imbalance, we get get this like achiever and this doer and and constantly being in the mind and thinking, overthinking and controlling everything and everyone. And so of course this just increases our stress because we're not in trust or surrender or flow. And so this can really contract us energetically, but then also keep us stuck in this overdrive and this stress state that is also repelling what we want because we're not open to receiving. And so softening, surrendering, and connecting with our feminine energy is really key to thriving as a woman in every area of our life. And again, that comes with deconditioning from the programming that taught us, oh, we need to like act like men to achieve and to be successful. And, you know, emotions, we don't have time to feel those. We need to prioritize thinking and all of that kind of thing. The masculine sort of dominant approach, and this is not helping women at all. So these are the five areas that we look at. And so we go so much deeper than just food, as you can see, because there's so much more that's under the surface. So if you're ready to go deeper than surface level quick fixes, if you're ready to heal your hormonal challenges, your PCOS at the root with strategy based on your bio-individuality, because you have a whole strategy plan that I give you according to your intake and your personal history and everything, including nutrition, supplements, and lifestyle. You also get the supporting guidance from a woman who gets it. I've been there. I've been through it. I've taken the long route, taken the, I've gone through the obstacles, the challenges, the roadblocks, et cetera. And so I'm here to guide you to heal the deeper layers that you've been missing from taking your healing to the next level and getting actual results with your health. So this is Fem Harmony. We are now open for pre-sale enrollment, which is super exciting until February 1st. So you can save $200 on enrollment, whether you do pay in full or payment plan. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes, and that will bring you to the program page with all the details. And if you are being called, if you feel like this is resonating, this 
I think this is a good fit for me. This is my next step. This is really what I want to do. Then I invite you to apply and I will reach out to chat more and make sure it's a good fit and get you inside because there are limited spots due to the nature of the program. So once those spots are filled, those spots are filled. So I'm super excited to open this up. If you have any questions at all, you can email me. You can message me on Instagram. Otherwise, thank you for listening to today's episode. And I will talk to you next time on the podcast.